So I am absolutely delighted with our next guest. So welcome back to the Resale Maverick Show, Uncut, with me, Andrew Busby, your host. And I have got none other than Cathy McCabe here with me. Welcome, Cathy. Thank you, Andrew. Nice to be here. Um, well, you think it is at the moment. You wait <laughs> for the next 15 minutes and see how it goes. Now, um, CEO of Proximity, um, Tell us a little bit about that for people who perhaps haven't, uh, haven't heard of proximity. Oh, no, absolutely. So I'm, do that whilst yeah. I have a glass of wine. It's been a long you day. You have a lovely sip. I'll stick to my water for the moment. But, um, yeah, I'm Cathy, one of the co-founders and CEO of Proximity. We are a clientelling app, it is called, but we're a retail super app. So it's very much about really trying to help brands to deliver a very seamless customer experience and joining up all the dots cross channels, in store, yep. out, you know, in online, yep. and really just helping retail to be, you know, creating a, an amazing customer experience, getting close to their customers, getting to know them. Something that I'm super passionate about, you know, having come from retail, I've worked in retail all my life. Yeah, yeah. Now, before you go any further, I just noticed your little clip-on microphone. What is that? Is, is it disappeared, or is it? Down there. Is that? <laughs> I won't say where... Excellent. Right. Good. You see that? We, we get all sorts of things on the Rizzo Maverick Show. So, um, yeah, so uh, I know that you've been with uh, prior to proximity, um, I think, uh, Burberry? Yep, Burberry. Go on. Uh, CIO at Jaeger. At Jaeger, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So I started off at WH Smith, so I've been, you know, lots of well-known WH Smith carpet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell okay. us a bit about uh, those luxury brands, Jaeger and yeah. Burberry, because they fascinate me, and, and, and also uh, you know, kind of bringing that up to date, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I think you know, luxury brands is a, a real sort of piece around luxury brands in terms of how does that, you know, what, what makes a luxury brand, what does what. What's important for a luxury brand in retail now? Um, obviously, there's you know all of the, the brand um, you know affinity, the loyalty that people have towards brands, you know, and and I think there are elements of how that builds up. You know, Jaeger, for example, there was a huge loyal customer following for a long, long time. Yes. You know, yeah. you know, through people who you know started off in their teenage twenties and then followed the brand all the way through to you know obviously where it is now at that Marks and Spencer's. Yeah. Um, but there was a huge, a huge loyalty following there. Burberry reinvent, has reinvented itself two or three times. But, you know, essentially yeah. it's the, the heritage of the brand and how that speaks to, you know, you know the younger consumer as well as the, uh, you know, the, the people who, you know, think of Burberry as the trench coat. Yes, so There's a real difference yeah. there. So I think coming back to, you know, luxury today is very much around, you know, Products that are aspired yeah. to quite often. Yeah. The, you know, customers who want to purchase, you know, the Louis Vuitton bag or the, the latest um, pair of shoes, yeah. etc. And I, there is definitely, you know, I think the luxury brands are having to work harder quite a lot of the time now right. too, because I think there's this, particularly with consumer behaviour, you know, the whole piece around sustainability. There's a yeah. huge resale market that you know we didn't have before. 
vintage pre-loved you know that's coming through from natural brands as well so i think yeah it's, it's uh constantly evolving constantly coming back to the core of the values and the heritage of the brand i think is, is really important and when that works really well um you know it sort of really drives that um brand following and community yeah and that last point is really interesting sort of to uh, to pick up on uh, on that because uh, when I, I was uh, I was interviewing Peter Car- uh, Cowdell yesterday, he talked about that in the context of the fragrance shop. Yes. Because they got what they call scent addict. Yes. And it's basically a subscription, and yes. you get your. I, I didn't say this on the stage with him, but it sounded a bit like it's a you know kind of like a wine club. Yeah. Okay. I guess the principle is the same that you you sent you you create that sense of community. Do you think that it is even more important now? And I'm. When I say now, I'm against the backdrop of cost of living crisis, inflation, energy, etc., etc., yeah. all those things that we know about. Do you think it's more important than ever to be able to create that sense of community? No, 100%. I, I think the community piece, the creating that brand affinity is hugely important. And it's yeah. often as easy to earn it and build it and, and then to lose it. Yeah. You know, just through some, you know, either consumer behaviour changing or the brands changing, something mm-hmm. small, and you can lose, you can lose it in a heartbeat quite often, and you and you see that from time to time, you know, where brands have been hugely successful, and then suddenly yeah. that following starts for whatever reason. The Gerald Latner effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the sustainability, you know, and also now I think with the sustainability effect, because there is, you know, that becomes more important to the consumer. Than actually maybe buying you know the latest pair of you know shoes at, at a very cheap price. So do I, you, you know, just on that, do you do you think so? Because I uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm I'm not sure. So on the one side, I think yes, absolutely, people generally want to do that. But on the other side, of that we still love our cheap food and our cheap clothes. And when push comes to shove, we don't really worry about the provenance of that pair of jeans or that t-shirt or whatever. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I, I think there's a growing movement in that space, though. Yeah, and I think right, that's yeah, where yeah. latching on to that and not adhering into the core of your values is really key. Because if you're yeah. latching onto it as a topic and a theme, that this is what we should be doing, but not latching onto it so that it kind of is pervasive throughout everything you do, yeah. you quickly found out. And I think that's the difference. Is Yes, you know, there's always going to be, um, you know, a portion of customers, a segment that are always going to buy the latest, cheapest, right. you know, okay. thing. And and you have that, you know, you, if you take, you know, if you take a customer following anyway, if you look at the like a cohort analysis, you're always going to have a layer of your customers that are all only going to be buying when it's in sale. Yes. You know, and it's so you start to look at the, you know, your customers from a profitability level. Yeah. You always have some that will buy at full price. They don't. Yep. They don't mind. They're yep. not going to worry about the fact that it will be on sale in three months at 70%. Yeah. So it's, it's a real, you know, it's a real, the data analysis and using that data to understand your customer and really get to know your customer is, is super, super important. Yeah. And treating that almost as like equity or an asset and drilling down into that is yeah. hugely important. But remember, a lot of the time, you're not joining the dots up on that. So brand, so therefore it's actually hard if you're not capturing the data. Yeah, place, or if right. you're not really pulling that into your yeah. customer strategy, 
and it's very hard to actually get to know your customer really well and understand what they're purchasing, why they're purchasing. Yeah, because I, I was think I mean I think it's quite um, it'll come across as a negative. But I don't think it is. It's quite exciting that uh, knowing your customers. Let's say personalization. Um, so many times, you know, and you know, we we know the people who we're talking about. But you you go onto that big marketplace, which we know and love. And you buy yourself, say, a new barbecue, or as famous case a few years back, a new loose seat. And what do you get? You know what you get. You get the pop-up ads and so on and so forth. And it's like, no, I don't need another barbecue or a new loose seat or what have you. And I kind of think, well, we all, to greater or lesser extent, put um, content out on social media, whatever it might be, TikTok or Instagram or LinkedIn or doesn't matter. And I've always thought, well, if you can data mine you know, for Kathy or Andrew or whoever it happens to be, and take all that over a couple of years or so. With a lot of people, you're probably going to know pretty much everything there is to know about them. But I don't, I don't see that. You know that I don't see the value back to us yet. You know, yet happening. I think this because again, when you look at it, I mean, I find it completely fascinating that you can go onto Instagram or Facebook or whatever and. And you're constantly getting things that, that actually, you know, not not everything, but there will be things that you think, well, actually, I was, you know, I was looking at those trainers, yeah. and then suddenly I've got, you know, six or seven things popping up in my feed of different different things, or and yeah. it's you know the data behind that is constantly improving, you know, and that's that's where our AI and sort of that you know the, yeah, the, the algorithm the algorithms behind that is yeah. I mean, I you, you see it improve so much more now. Yeah. When you take it on a brand by brand basis, they, one they don't have the aggregate of all that data. Yeah. They only have, you know, I've come on. They will be picking out pieces. That, you know, if they're very good, they should be picking out. Actually, this is Kathy. She's female. She's yeah. she's looking at men's trousers. Right. And yeah. She's buying a present or something. And and you know, yeah, I had not a, for a, herself. Exactly. I'm an example. Of not getting sexist, but no. you know, but, <laughs> but your point is well made. Yeah. So it's got to be in context. Yeah. It's got to be relevant. And I had an example the other day where um, one of our team actually went and bought some, I think he was buying, um, he bought a jumper or something, a male, male yeah, purchase right. in a store that sold menswear and women's wear. Yeah. Signed up email. And the first email he got was a, a women's wear yeah. email campaign, which just shouldn't happen. You no. know, you know. It's, it's, it's really about how do you bring the customer onto the brand. Yes. You know, and I think, yeah. you know, there's tons of examples where that happens really badly, where you have, you know, email with an email address is taken, yeah. and then you end up literally, you know, in two or three emails a day or yeah. two or three yeah, emails yeah. a week, and yeah. you just, you're completely switched off. Yeah. So I think there's a real, you know, we all talk about personalization and we talk about getting to know the customer and yeah. we talk about being able to, you know, to personalize that journey, but not many people are doing it particularly well. And, and again, I think it's really, it's not that it's easy, it is complex, but actually do, when you do do it well enough, you put, you know, trying to look at that, you know, Mary Porter's talks about the people experience. It's not just, yes. it's not always about, you know, and from a tech perspective, I think often it's the simplest things that we forget. Tech is about solving the simple problems. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. where we you know, where we need to yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got a few few minutes left. I just quickly on, on that. Yeah. So I, because I felt I had to, I, I started recently um, having a look at TikTok 
Mm-hmm. So I think I introduced it at a conference a few weeks back. I introduced a product manager or something from, and the one thing about, well, several things about TikTok, but the one thing that uh, I'll talk about here is the algorithm is incredibly strong, yes. isn't? It? And, and and so that is leads me to, to ask: Do you think the algorithm can get too strong? Yeah. In other words, so I, I, I um, group of us we normally play squash and tennis, and we we recently started playing badminton. Now I don't think I've ever posted that. I bought a, a racket and some shuttlecocks, and then all of a sudden on TikTok. It's badminton all the time. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Um, it's Your almost like... listening to you, Andrew. <laughs> it's either that or Alexa, isn't it? It's got to be something. <laughs> but, but seriously, something, somehow, and I, and I don't know quite how. So I wonder whether the algorithm, or maybe it, it, it's not that it can get too strong, but it needs to be in context. It needs to understand the whole. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have the answer to that right now. I don't think most of us do. No. I think that. The algorithm is clearly, you know, it's it, it's improving things. It's clever, yeah. you know, like in terms of how that then yes. evolves over time, where that takes us to. There's definitely, as with anything, I think there'll be some huge benefits and some real um, insights that that can bring. But yeah. I also think that at the end of the day, it, it still needs, you know, it almost sort of still needs. Certainly, right now, it still needs that kind of little bit of human interaction to make yeah. sense of things a lot of the time yeah and it's not you know it doesn't have an emotion yet <laughs> and so it doesn't yes. have that passion or emotion yet and i think that's what we're missing from the algorithms so yeah maybe that will get there well i, I saw something on, on that so uh last week from uh, i forget i should remember it but anyway the ceo i think of uh, google DeepMind, and he's talking about ai and saying that he predicts that fairly soon ai will uh become self-aware yeah and i thought really Oh, this is interesting. Yeah, this <laughs> is interesting. Scary. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. No. Um, we got we got a minute left. Yes. Okay, as you know, fifteen minutes. That's it. You know, I turn into a pumpkin. So, uh, so um, closing thoughts. Anything on retail, proximity, the show, what you're doing next? Go for it. Sure. I think yeah. So I'll start with the show because we're here, and I yep. think it was you know a great show. I think it's you know. Better than last year, very much so. Really interesting. I, you know, yeah, I Matt and the team do an amazing job with the speakers, you know, and people are presenting, and I think yeah. that's a great call. Retailers are hungry for insights, and they're hungry to understand, you know, and I think that's, that's, what, a good that's point. what we see. Yeah. They're yeah. really keen to understand, you know, there's almost like a paralysis of yeah. what do we do next and what we're right. we supposed to do, and I think that these kind of places talking to different vendors, sharing best practice, you know, things that we do and other technology vendors do, I think is really key. And this yeah. is the, you know, where it can take place. Yeah. Uh, that's a great place to, to end. Cathy, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew.